Praise the Lord. Well, God is good. I said, God is good. Praise God. We're, um, uh, we're going to go to the book of Mark just to start. We'll probably spend a lot of our time in Hebrews. Maybe if we got time, a little bit in Romans later, but uh, we'll start in Mark, Mark 11. And um, we have um, over the, uh, oh, I kind of touched on it last week and uh, in our year-end service and uh, also talked some things about Sunday, about this is a year of empowerment and um, so a lot of uh, growth and development is going to happen. I, a lot of things that I believe will get kind of shored up, maybe as a way of saying it, get, get stabilized, whatever, however you want to say it. And one of those things that I think that needs to get worked on sometimes is just, or at least get tuned up, let's use, say it that way, is just our walk in faith. Amen? Amen. Just, just some things about faith. Uh, you know, we cut our teeth on, on hearing a faith message and, and uh, so thir- for 30 years that message has held true. Come on, it's held true in our lives. And uh, we appreciate the, the message of faith. But how many know the message of faith is not, uh, is not a movement? Come on. There's a lot of people, you know, you bring up faith and they start thinking like we're some movement or something. And we're not a movement. It's a way of living, praise God. And uh, so I'm going to talk some things, talk maybe some faith basics today. And uh, we'll kind of scoot along, move along. And uh, we're not going to by any means exhaust any of the subjects we touch on because I just want to kind of bring out some basics, kind of, Move it, move it along, and then probably throughout the course of the next several weeks, we'll kind of get a little deeper on some other, other areas, praise God. So the first verse we want to bring out today uh, is uh, uh, Mark eleven twenty two. This is after the, the whole thing with the fig tree. Uh, he cursed it, it died. Boys were asking him questions about it. And Jesus said this, have faith in God. How I many know that's probably a dust statement? Come on, right? Kind of a dust statement, but... Uh, but nevertheless, you know, he starts it off saying, have faith in God. And of course, he has a principle he goes in the next couple verses there, but we're going to kind of get to those here in a minute. But uh, let's hear the, uh, Karen, if you could put the amplified of that verse. Little verse, this one's easy to remember, right? Some you can rem- memorize this verse. So put amplified. And it says this, it says, have faith in God, but he, he adds that to it, what? Constantly. constantly. Amen. Because that's what it's about, right? Be, have faith in God constantly. Now, to have faith in God is not just talking about have faith that there is a God. I got to say that because sometimes, you know, that's, we kinda, our head, that's where our head runs, uh, you know, at times. And uh, you can't just say that because the Word even says that even the demons believe there's a God. Amen. So I, hopefully you can believe a little bit more beyond where the demon believes. Come on, somebody. Come on now. So anyway, it's, uh, you know, it's about having faith in God, in what He says. Come on, right? The word faith itself, uh, the Greek word, is uh, the word pistis, okay? And it just means to believe or have belief in. It means to uh, be persuaded or to have a persuasion, amen, a conviction. Another word, these are all just synonyms of this word. It speaks of reliance or a dependence upon, amen? So think about that as we kind of talk about this today. Or having reliance upon God, a dependence on God, assured, amen, or trusting in or confident in. These are all synonyms that this word uh, faith, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, pistis, uh, what it means, praise God. So uh, to have faith or to uh, believe or have confidence in or reliance upon, amen. Do we have the message translation on this one? I was thinking we did. I think I might have asked you for that one. This is what the message translation, let's kind of go down, let's see, 
Jesus was, uh, matter of fact, let's see, where are we at here? It's 1 John 22 there. All right, Jesus uh, was, matter of fact, embrace this. Look what he says, embrace this God life. I like that. Embrace this God life. So he's talking about walking in faith, you know, having faith in God. He says, embrace the God life. Amen. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. Amen. And then, of course, talking about the mountains, speaking to the mountain, praise God. Tell this mountain, for instance, uh, go jump in the lake, and what will happen? Amen. <laughs> he says, no, I love this. No shuffling or shilly-shallying. And it's as good as done, praise God. Why? Because, uh, because you're, amen, you're walking by faith, praise God. Everybody say the God life. God. I like that, a God life, amen. So that's a, this is one of the first things we're going to bring out today. Uh, first off is the fact uh, that uh, uh, it's, it's a way of living. Come on. It's not some movement. Uh, it's a way of living, especially for a believer. It's a way of living, amen. Now, you know, again, you might think uh, having faith in God um, you know, as Jesus says, uh, that that would be kind of a dust statement. But the problem is, uh, really what happens in the warfare that goes on in our lives as believers. Now, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the believers. Okay? We're believers. The reason we're, meant, we're called believers is because we have a tendency to believe. believe something. Amen. Hey, come on. What a concept. Amen. So we're called to believe. Praise God. Amen. Now, what do we believe? In the Word, in the things of God, the ways of God, come on, uh, in what he, he asks of us or talks to us about, come on, right? So that's the kind of way of saying believe or have faith in God, amen? Now, the reason that's so important is because you can have faith in your circumstance. You can believe more, have more confidence in the circumstance you're going through than what God says. You can have more confidence in uh, the words of men instead of the words of God. Come on. You can have confidence in CNN. Now, I'm not picking on nobody. It's just a fact. Sometimes things get said and everybody jumps on the bandwagon and starts rolling with it because they're believing more about what somebody said versus than what Jesus said or what the Father said. Amen? Sometimes we can have more faith in our past. We have more confidence in our past than what he said. Now, just think about that, because sometimes, you know, God's trying to move you forward, trying to get you to believe in what he has for your head, but we're putting more faith in what we went through. So it has a tendency to dictate, instead of receiving and walking and, and uh, rolling forward in life like we should, we're too busy, you know, wallowing in yesterday. Come on, somebody. Does that, does that make sense? So when he says have faith in God, there's a reason he said it. Okay? So, amen. So the first thing, amen, let's uh, put to Hebrews 10, verse 37 up there. So we're going to go to Hebrews. Like I said, let's, let's maybe actually turn to Hebrews. Everybody has got your Bible with you. And we're going to go to Hebrews 10. <clears throat> Doing good? Okay, so Hebrews 10. And uh, we're going to look at uh, verse 37. And of course, this is a quote out of, out of Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2. And it says this, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now, if you kind of notice the word uh, he who, uh, there it's actually, uh, there's a, a lot of times you cross-references it. Uh, the word is not really he who. In other words, not talking about an individual, but it talks about a dream or a vision. Uh, in fact, your cross-references will usually say that which. So you, here's how it re reads. For yet a little while, and that which is coming will come 
and will not tarry. And if you go to Habakkuk, that's what's bringing out. So in context, he's talking about the dream or, or the thing he spoke to you, the revelation, uh, the thing he's promised. Come on. So that's what he's dealing with. Okay? He's not talking about an individual here. He's talking about that which he's promised you, that which he spoke to you. Amen. The thing that he showed you. Amen. So he says it is going to come. Just don't mess around with it. Don't, don't you know, you know, uh, worry and be fearful of everything. He who's coming or what, uh, that which is coming will come and will not tarry. Verse 38. Now, everybody say now. You know, every time you read that, you notice it's updated. Now, everybody say now. Okay, now remember this is basics. Now, amen, the just, that's you and me. The word just here is the same word as the word righteous. The word justification, just righteous, righteousness, all of it's the same Greek word. All of it deals being in right standing with, and you are the just, you are the righteous based on what Jesus did. So it's talking to you as a believer. Now, if you don't think you're the just, then I'd suggest get saved. Now, if you're saved, then you've got to believe what he says, and that you are the righteousness of God. Amen. You are the justified. Come on, somebody. You are the just because of what Jesus did. And you received it. So, that's who he's talking to, you and me. The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back or pulls back, he says, my soul has no, no pleasure. It does not bring no satisfaction to me, is what it means. Amen. Brings none to me if you're going to pull back. So, obviously, faith moves you forward. There's no backing up. It's always moving forward. So, the just, you and me, the believer, right, shall live by faith this is how we live. Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11. All of them say the just shall live by faith. In fact, put, he, put uh, Romans 1.17 up there. We'll see it here and there. For in, in it, talking about the gospel in context, he says the gospel of Christ. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith, what, to Faith, as it is written again, the just, what? Shall live by what? Okay, so the point being made, amen, this is how we live. This is our way of life. Amen. Now the word, uh, in fact, I might have defined that. This word life, uh, or to live by faith, this word here is the word zeo. Okay, not zoe, but zeo. Okay, Z-A-O, okay, which means uh, to live life. Amen. Refers to a lifetime. Refers to being alive or lively. It means active, and it also means to enjoy life, true life, real life. Amen. The life you're called to. Amen. So he says your life that you're called to live is to do it by faith. So if you want the life you're called to live, then this faith thing has got to be moving along in our life. We're going to have to be, you know, believing. We're going to have to be confident. We're going to have to, amen, be assured. We're going to have to be relying upon Him, amen, depending upon Him, praise God. If we're going to do this thing and live this thing right, then we're going to have to walk by faith. That's how we do it. Praise the Lord. So the just shall live by faith. So it is a way of living, praise God. Now here's another thing I'm going to say on this. Kind of, it kind of rolls in here. But faith is, is mandatory. All right? Faith is mandatory. So somebody says, well, I don't believe in this. I don't like this. Tough. 
This is how we live. This is how it's supposed to happen. Amen. If you want it to work right, this is something, amen, that you're going to have to get moving in your life. Come on, somebody. Not be afraid of it. Come on, somebody. Not be, uh, you know, maybe somebody had a negative comment about faith or faith preachers or some kind of statement like that. You just have to say, you know what? I ain't moved by that because the Word says I got to live by faith. Amen. Come on, somebody. So it is mandatory, or we can say it this way, it's required. If we're going to do this, we're going to have to live by faith. So when Jesus said to him, amen, to Peter and the boys that were asking the question about the fig tree, he said, have faith in God. This is how it works. You want things to happen in your life? You want things to manifest like they should? You want things to be done like they should? You want the results that you want? Amen. You want this thing turned around? You want that thing gone? You want this thing to come to pass? You want this thing to manifest? Amen. How is that going to happen? By faith. Faith in God. Put uh, Luke 18 on the board. Verse 8. This here in context. He was dealing with uh, talking about the, uh, the persistent widow. Man, she was persistent. She just wouldn't let up. And uh, so Jesus kind of wraps up the story, saying, I tell you that he will avenge him, talking about the Father, amen, speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, now how many know he's coming back? When the Son of Man comes, now he's talking, he's talking, he's, he's projecting ahead. When the Son of Man comes, will he really, come on, I looked that up just to make sure, and he said, really, will I really find faith on the earth? Am I going to find a people walking by faith? A people who will trust me, rely on me, depend on me. Come on, somebody. Will I find a people who have conviction, have assurance? Amen. Will I find a people who will believe, hallelujah, and keep believing, praise God, constantly? Amen. Will I find that? Well, you know, every time I read a question, I, I like to be able to answer it. So if he's asking the question, I'd like to say yes. In fact, on my Bible, I wrote yes, because when he comes back, I'm going to be here, and you're going to be here. Come on, right? Come on, unless, you know, unless it tears out. But I'm just saying that, you know, if he comes back in our lifetime, then I say he's going to find faith on the earth, because he's going to find a people of faith, amen, right here in Central Oregon. I mean, if anywhere else, he's least going to find it in Central Oregon. If he finds it anywhere else, he's going to find it in Central Oregon. That was weak. Maybe I'll ask the same question when we're done and see where you're at on that. All right. So, all right. So, everybody look at your neighbor and say, it's mandatory. It's required. Amen. In fact, Jesus said in Romans 14, or actually Paul said in Romans 14, he said, whatever is not of faith is sin. Think about that. So if it ain't coming out of faith, I mean, if there ain't no faith involved here, then to him it's sin. That's pretty serious stuff, a serious charge, actually. All right, but let's, we're in Hebrews. Go to chapter 6 now. Chapter 6 is back up here to verse 11 and 12. Like I said, we're not going to exhaust any of these subjects. We're just kind of right now just, just bringing the basics out, okay? So faith is, is a way of living. Faith is mandatory. Amen. How about this? Faith is essential. Amen. Or, or, you know, it's needed. It's needful, maybe another way of saying it. Amen. So, uh, verse 11 and 12 says this, And we desire, 
amen, that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope or expectation until the end. Everybody say, until the end. Now, that word there is telos, okay, which is good like telephone or telescope. I mean, so it's talking about from, it's, it's from one point way out there. Amen. So it's, amen, to the end. In other words, this ought to be going to the end. This ain't something that just, we do it on Sunday. This ain't something that just happens, you know, until, you know, you feel like, okay, this church stuff, I'm done with it. Come on, somebody. And this don't just happen for, you know, you know, for, you know, 10 years. This should be happening, what, till the end. Everybody say, until the end. All right, all right. So then he says, verse 12, that you do not become sluggish. Okay, your cross-references might say lazy. Uh, it, the word actually means uh, to avoid pain. Okay, so in other words, when the pressure's on, that's what it means, that you're not going to become sluggish, you're not going to become lazy, or you're not going to quit, maybe another way of saying it, because the pressure's on. So we do not become sluggish, but we imitate, amen, hallelujah, the word mimic, where we get our word to mimic, Right? But we imitate or we mimic those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So through your believing, through your, amen, trusting in, your confidence in, through your, uh, your assurance, through your dependence, hallelujah, through, hallelujah, your believing, amen, and patience, means consistent. In other words, you stay with it until the end. Stay consistent. So through your faith and staying consistent with your faith, what will happen? It says you'll inherit the promises. So the things that God has promised you, they come to pass. I am telling you right now, all the promises of God come to pass. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen. So all he's asking here, in this text, he's saying, listen, if you will stay in faith and stay consistent with your faith, faith, you will inherit that promise. Are you still with me? So the reason it's so needful is because I like to receive my promises. So I need to be consistent with my faith. I need to stay with it until the end. So he says, well, how long do I have to stand until the end? Until the promise manifests. And then you use your faith for the next one. And maybe you got several of them you're believing for at the same time. Hallelujah. But how long do I stand? Well, having done all the stands, you stand. Amen. In other words, you keep on standing. Come on. You stay with it. You stay consistent with it until you inherit your promise. You don't quit. Amen. I said you don't quit. And it says you imitate those who did that, not the others. Thought I'd throw that out there. Amen. Come on, because some people got their promises, some people did not. So we inherit the ones that got their promises. Amen. Put, uh, let's see, verse 12 in the message translation, Karen. Give Karen a hand clap. What a blessing back there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. says this, uh, be like those, this is verse 12 here, be like those who stay the course. I love that. Who stay the course with committed faith. And then get everything promised to them. Amen. So I love that how he says it there. Amen. So stay the course with committed faith. In other words, a faith through faith and patience. In other words, stay committed with your faith 
Amen. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, stay committed. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how this stuff works. You got to stay with it. Amen. Well, pastor, it's just, it's just hard sometimes. Listen, we're not denying the fact you got the pressure on. We're not denying the fact you got your, you know, feel like you got your, you're between a rock and a hard place. You got your back against a wall, whatever. I mean, we, we're not denying the fact that some days, man, it feels like everything, the easiest thing to do would be quit. But if you want your promise, you don't quit. You steady, amen, stay the course with committed faith. Come on, somebody. And it says you will inherit. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I put this uh, in my notes. Uh, you know, I don't know if it does anything for you, but somebody said, well, why, why do I stay with it? Well, uh, I'm just going to say this, okay? So hopefully this will speak to you, all right? Uh, not doing the right thing enough is still doing the wrong thing. So we want to keep doing the right thing. But not doing the right thing enough until the end is the wrong thing. So that's why we stay with it. Amen. We want to get our promise. You need a notch on the belt anyway. You need victories. You need successes. So stay with it till you get your victory. Amen. Don't back up. Don't you quit. Amen. Don't put more faith in the circumstance, more faith in what somebody else said. Don't put more faith, no more confidence. Come on, somebody, in, in some, uh, you know, somebody else's evil report. Come on, somebody. Stay with it. Amen. So it's not only a way of living, it's not only mandatory, but it's essential, praise God. It's needful. Let's look at a few more of these real quick. Um, okay, so with your faith, you can obtain promises. Put 1 John 5, verse 4 up on the board. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Okay, whatever comes out of God, that it's designed to overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it then? What's, what's in the DNA of all this? Our faith. I mean, what, what causes it to work? It's our faith. Amen. With your faith, amen, you can overcome anything. Are you still with me? This is the victory. This is our victory. This is, amen, this, that word victory, actually the word Nike. Okay? So good. If you're going to name your shoe, that's the thing to name it. It seems to work. Victory. Come on. All right. So. Uh, this is the Nike, this is the victory that has overcome the world. What, what, what overcomes all, whatever comes all that stuff? Our faith. Our faith. That's what it is. No matter what the world puts against you, you've got everything. That's what the beginning of the verse says. You've got everything you need on the inside. Amen. Because whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is your victory. This is how you get your success. This is how you overcome it. This is how it happens. It's through your faith. So it's essential. Still with me? Give me another one there, Karen. Let's see what else we got here. Amen. I think I gave you a few of them here. Okay, so not only you get your victory, but you get, uh, I mean, not only do you get your promises, but you get your victory, you, you're overcoming. Amen. Here's another one. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. It literally means just satisfy the heart. Amen. So to bring total satisfaction. Amen. So without faith, it's impossible to bring total satisfaction to the Father. That doesn't change His love for you. That doesn't change His commitment to you. Amen. But if you want to satisfy the heart of the Father, walk by faith. Believe Him. Trust Him. Have confidence in Him. Come on, somebody. Come on. When you tell somebody else or your kid or somebody else and say, hey, trust me in this, and they go ahead and trust you, amen, just based on your word, does that not bring satisfaction? But they're sitting back there and go, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. You, you sure? Really? You, really? You're, right now, you're sitting there going, really, dude? Huh? 
You can't believe a word I'm saying? You can't trust me? You know, come on, right? So then you're saying, you know, now we're doing the same thing to the Father. The Father says, you know, He heals, He delivers, He sets the captive free. We're going, well, now really? Are you sure? Because I heard, well, you know that one time, well, you know the thing yesterday. So, come on. So, faith, amen, one of those things that faith will do is bring pleasure to the Father. That's a good word, right? For he who comes to God must believe that he is, amen, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him or pursue him, amen. So you go after God, amen, put faith in God, trust in God, rely on God, it brings pleasure to God. So not only does it bring your promises, not only is the overcoming, uh, you know, the, uh, your victory, praise God, but it also, praise God, brings pleasure to the heart of God. Are you still with me? Let's look at a couple more, praise God, before we move on to the next one here. For 2 Corinthians 1, 24, it says, Not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith, what? You stand. Well, how do you stand? Pastor, I just don't know how I'm going to stand. How am I going to stand? How am I going to do this? Stay in faith. So it's how you stand. Let's get another one real quick because we can put all these together here. Okay, for by what? For we walk by faith, not by sight, not by how it looks. Because sometimes it don't look good. Oh, man, sometimes it just flat don't look good at all. But we don't move. We're not moved by how it looks, and we surely don't walk by how it looks. Amen. We don't stand by how it looks. We don't walk by how it looks. Come on. We walk by faith. How about another one? Give me one more. How about this one? Okay. Hebrews 12, 1. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. Everybody say run. run. We're called to run a race. We're not only standing, we're not only walking, but sometimes we've got to run. Well, how do you run? Well, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the originator and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So he ran his race, amen, by staying in faith. He said, now he's the author and finisher of your faith. He says, if you keep looking to him and keep trusting in him, keep believing in him, you can run your race. Why is it so essential? Why is it so needful? Well, it's how you get your promises. It's how how you get your victory. Come on, right? Right? How, it's how, how this stuff happens, how you run, how you stand, how you walk. It's how it happens. It's how you live. It's how you please God. This is how it works. So how many know you need faith? You need faith. Amen. So it's good, amen, to get it anchored, get it solid, amen. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So uh, verse, we'll stay at verse 2 here. Karen, we'll do that. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. So here's my next one, all right? So not only is it a way of life, not only is it mandatory and essential, but it's also obtainable. I said it's obtainable. He is the author and the finisher of it. If we stay looking to Him, amen, come on, He not only is the author of it, He's the finisher of it. Come on, right? Amen. Now here's here's a good verse for you. How about uh, put uh, Romans 10 and 17 on the board. It says, so then faith, here we go, comes by hearing and what? Hearing by what? The Word of God. Amen. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say faith comes by having heard. It says faith comes by hearing. So you keep hearing. Okay. So just, just for a definition here, let's give you that. Okay. Uh, this word to hear uh, means giving audience to. And it literally means giving audience to the, the information and instruction given. So give ear. Amen. Amen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith's obtainable. Well, how, how, do I, how, how, how am I going to get a hold of this? You know, this, he's the originator. He's the perfecter. And faith comes when you hear it. So if you're not going to hear it, faith ain't coming. That's why people have more faith in CNN than they do the Word of God. Listen, you think I'm, I'm joking. I ain't joking with you. People have more faith in other things, other people, because that's who they hear, who they listen to. So faith comes. Okay, because you've got your faith, your belief, your more assurance in what they're saying than what Jesus says. Amen. So you have to keep hearing. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of this faith. So you keep hearing what he has to say about it. You get a, keep hearing that word. Amen. And the more you hear it, the more it comes. I said the more you hear it, the more it comes. So somebody says, well, I struggle with my faith, and you need to keep hearing it. I said you need to keep hearing it. Come on, you just got to keep hearing it. Just keep hearing it. Well, I just ain't got time. Sure you do. Sure you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. How many other things do you listen to in the course of a day? What else are you giving attention to or audience to? Come on, somebody. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Now, I'm not condemning nobody. Come on. I'm not telling you can't watch the news anymore. Don't come out. Come on now. I'm just saying sometimes we give more attention to everybody else's voice because there's all kinds of voices out there, all kinds of things being said out there. And we'll give more attention, more, more ear to what everybody else is saying instead of what he says. So what happens and when we're, when we're needing our promise, when we're needing our victory, come on, when we're needing this thing handled, when we're needing our breakthrough, come on, somebody, when we're needing some, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, you know a, a step in what we need to be doing next, amen, when we're needing that, we, we have no faith in it because we never sit and listen to it. So we're, we're starting to look everywhere else for our answers. Listen, this is a year of empowerment. And part of empowerment is, you know, get your faith where it needs to be. Come on. There ain't nothing complicated about it. We just got to give time to it. Because he just says, if you just keep hearing it, faith comes. Okay, give me uh, 2 Thessalonians, uh, is it chapter, chapter 1, says this. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith, what? Grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Okay, so the, your, your faith can grow. So not only does faith come when you hear it, but you can actually, your faith can grow. Did you get that? Now listen, listen, okay. Okay, what does that mean? Okay, well, the word there, to grow, means to increase above ordinary degree. So in other words, it, it, no matter where it's at right now, you can do things to cause your faith to grow. Literally, it means like, it's like exercising. Come on. So you're hearing it, so faith's coming. Amen. But I also want my faith to grow. Somebody says, well, that's kind of silly. No, it ain't, because, get this, Jesus addressed uh, all different degrees of faith. He addressed those with little faith, 
those with weak faith. This is the word. Little faith, weak faith. He said somebody had strong faith. He said one person had a great faith. Woo! Paul, or pardon me, James talked about dead faith. And Jesus one time even says, you have no faith. That would be a bummer. Right? He literally was asking the boys, why is it you have no faith? And the reason he asked the question is because he says, you've been around, you've been listening, you've been, you've been in the same meetings. How come you ain't got faith here? I don't get it. You should have right now you should be. Uh. So Jesus, you know, uh, you know, uh, through the word showed us that different degrees of faith. So obviously faith can grow. So whether we're in the dead faith zone, the no faith zone, <laughs> the little faith zone, whatever, we can grow up, amen, in our faith exceedingly, amen, to get to that place where we have great faith, amen. The word says, you know, uh, there were a time where he marveled at that person's faith, and there were times he marveled at their unbelief. So I want to know, what's he marveling at when he looks at you? Come on, great faith, amen, right? Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, great faith, amen. Now, the point, the reason I'm bringing this out, amen, is because faith uh, comes by hearing it, and faith can grow by exercising it. Are you still with me? So you keep, you keep doing it, and the more you do it, the more you exercise that faith, amen? That's why you never give up on the little things. You know, somebody, ah, that's so insignificant. It's never insignificant because you're growing up your faith. Some people don't, they wait till they hear the C word. <gasps> cancer and all of a sudden they freak out now it's like i gotta get faith now listen i'm not making light of anybody's thing i'm just saying listen don't wait for some big thing before you finally say i'm gonna start building my faith now if you didn't know anything about it and you ain't got no faith let's get her praise god hallelujah we're not turning you away from that i'm just saying you know, you should start using your faith for everything. If you're believing God for something simple at home or something simple in your relationship or something simple, uh, you know, concerning, you know, you, know, you know, use your faith to fight a cold. Don't just, well, it's cold season. Well, I'm going to go get my shots and go get my, you know, pop a bunch of pills and I'll, I'll, I'll win this. No, 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 use your faith. And you all, some of you, I made some of you mad by saying that. Come on now. Sometimes what happens, we don't use our faith with some of these things. And then when the big time hits, it's like, whew, what do we do? When the Son of Man returns, will he really find faith on the earth? What's the answer? Yes. yes. And he's not going to find little faith, baby faith. He's not going to find dead faith. Come on, he's not going to find, not going to find no faith. He's going to find great faith. Come on, somebody, because it's a people that not only are hearing the word, hallelujah, and word, that faith is coming, but they're growing their faith, praise God. Hallelujah, exceedingly, praise God. Everybody say exceedingly. exceedingly. Right believing comes from right hearing. Now get this, right receiving comes definitely from knowing the right thing, but it comes from right training. Now chew on it. 
Because, you know, you gotta, you got to exercise that faith, okay? So whatever it is you're believing for, if you're, if you're believing God for a big, big promise about something, amen, start using At least some of you are saying, I'm believing God for debt-free living. That's great. Do it. Get your faith out there. But start believing God for little things. Exercise your faith. Come on, right? We want the big things, but let's conquer the little things. Right? Right? Come on. You know, they don't just throw people out in warfare. Just throw them out there. Well, here's your weaponry. Good luck. Yes, that's kind of what we do in the church. Darn right. Darn right. That's the truth. And it's sad because it's about growing up. You know, and remember, this is the year of empowerment. The reason some people don't get empowered to receive because they don't grow up their faith. They don't, they, don't, they don't take the time to develop their faith. They don't even take the time to hear it. Some of you are more concerned that I preach too long. I'm sorry. You know, I, well, no, I'm really not. But anyway, well, I'm really not. I mean, I, mean, I don't want you to you know, be bummed at me, but, uh, but I'm not going to worry about the time because my thought is, I mean, you have no problem sitting in front of a two-hour movie. Some of these movies are three hours long. And you can even do it without going to the bathroom. <laughs> Big old bucket of popcorn and <laughs> cherry Coke and go to town. You can sit there for three hours for a movie. Preacher man goes over 40 minutes and go, my God, this long-winded preacher. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm just saying, come on, faith comes by hearing it. You got to keep hearing it. You got to keep hearing it. Come on. Maybe I'm not making any friends tonight. Okay, but anyway. But faith is obtainable, right? Look at your neighbor and say, it's obtainable. Hallelujah. Okay, how about this? Faith is limitless. Your faith can do all kinds of things, right? Hebrews, uh, go back to Hebrews 11. Uh, Let's see, back up a few here. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Now faith, come on, is the substance of things hoped for or expected, right? It's the evidence or the proof of things not seen. So faith is the substance or gives substance or matter. Some of your translators might even use the word matter. Okay, so what it says is that your faith will do something with the unseen. Okay, it'll give it matter, come on, and give proof of it. Are you still with me? Come on, so even though it's an unseen thing, because you're using your faith, Amen. And it's what you're expecting. Come on. Your faith then begins to give it substance. It begins to give it matter. Literally means to give it matter. Matter, like substance matter. Right? You're made up of matter. This planet's all made up of matter. Come on, somebody. And the Word says everything in the seen realm is subject to change. Everything is. That's what the Word says. Everything that's spiritual is eternal, but everything in this realm here is subject to change. So why, is, why did he make it all subject to change? So your faith can do something. You can change things in this realm. Amen. You could pull things out of an unseen realm to cause it to come to pass in the seen realm. It gives it matter. But if you ain't going to stay consistent with it, and you're not going to you know, take the time to hear it and take the time to grow it up, then you can just say all day long, well, that preacher's always talking about all this stuff could happen, and it just never happens. Well, it does happen. Come on. It's just you got to stay with it, praise God. So faith 
gives substance. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Still with me? Let's see, what do I give you for some of them references on this one here? Um, put the message translation of this one. I thought this is really good. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith that we're talking about, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. Amen. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd, which is our next verse we'll look at here in a minute. So let's look at, uh, let's see, I got, uh, put Matthew 9 and 29 up there. Thank you, Karen. All right, so then uh, this, uh, he was talking, remember that this text here, uh, dealing with two blind men, okay? So these two blind men uh, said, son of David, you know, can, can you help us here? You know, he's, he comes up to me or they came up to him and he says, uh, uh, what do you want? Well, man, we want to be healed. I mean, duh. Well, you know, I, I need to know. What do you want? And then he said this to him. He said, he said, do you believe that you could be healed today? That's a valid question. Valid question. You know, some cases he asked, what do you want? Some cases he said, do you believe? And then he answered and he said this, okay? He touched their eyes and sang. According to your faith, let it be to you. In other words, if you believe that this can happen right now, that when I lay my hands on you, it's going to happen for you. So according to your faith, okay, uh, is it the, uh, what's the, did I give you like a message translation on this one? Let's see, how did it, oh, I should, probably shouldn't have said, gave you all that because that's all that's in there. Um, let's see. The first part there says this, become, I love this, become what you believe. That's good. So you think about that, that's what he's talking about. That's why we're talking about stuff like this, because you can become what you believe. So what are we believing? So if we're going to be in agreement with the world, or we're going to be in agreement with you know, the evil report, or we're going to be in agreement with our past, if we're going to be in agreement with the circumstance, if we're going to be in agreement with what everybody else says, come on, then we're going to become what we believe. And then we have to understand that chances are what you really want inside ain't going to manifest because what you really believe is something else. Are you still with me? So this is why we have to grow up our faith. Because when he says, what do you want? We say, well, hey, I have a promise I'm standing on. The promise right here in the Word of God says this, and this is what I'm having, this is what I said I'm going to have, I pray it. So I'm believing God, and I'm going to have that promise right there. Okay, how long can you believe it? I'm going to believe it till the end. Constantly, consistently, to the end. Okay, you can have according to your faith. What you believe, you can have. Somebody says, well, it didn't happen. Well, either we were not done yet. Or that's just what you believe. So then you have to ask yourself, are you done? Because if you're done, then that's what you believe. Come on. So if you say, well, that's not what I want, then you're not done yet. What are you doing? Working my faith. Are you there yet? Nope. Working my faith. Keep hearing it. Come on. Empowered. 
Amen. Grow it up. Praise God. All right. Praise God. Now, how many know nothing's impossible? Now, we just did a service on this a couple Sundays ago. So just real quick, just do a couple verses here, Karen. Okay, so Luke 1 says this, right? For with God, what? For with God, what? Come on now, if you can believe this, you can have this. With God, nothing what? Nothing's impossible. Come on, there's no limits. Come on. Okay, Mark 9. How about real quick, Mark 9. Jesus said, what? if you can what? Believe or have faith. Same, come on, it comes out of the same root word. All things are, all things are what? Possible. To him who? Believes. Believes. All things are possible. Now, of course, in their context, talking to the father with the, the son that had the, the physical issue. And so he said, listen, dad, if you can believe, all things are possible. But you got, I got to get you believing it. Okay. I don't know, all things are possible. I don't know what all I gave you back there, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Luke 18. It says, even what's impossible with man is possible with God. I think it's 1827. Uh, no, that's a different one, different reference. But uh, anyway, uh, Jeremiah, uh, you know, nothing's too hard for God, right? Nothing too hard, right? You believe that? Nothing too hard? Nothing's too hard, all right? Uh, Genesis 18, nothing's too hard. Nothing's too hard, right? Talking to Sarah, come on. Or about, you know, actually, you know, Sarah was kind of joking, ah, no way, come on, I'm an old woman. Just what she did. He says, your wife's got an issue. I don't not. You laughed. You mocked it. That's what it means. You mocked. You could be healed. You're one of those preachers. Well, can you believe? Is there anything too hard for God? There's nothing too hard for God. Nothing too hard for God. So the only limits... Like he said, this is in Psalm 78, right, talking about the children of Israel. He says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. They had a promise they never received because they limited him because they wouldn't believe. Now, I don't want to be that person or them people. I want to be the ones when he comes back and says, hey, there's faith in Central Oregon. Woo! Right? Not a bunch of wandering in a wilderness people because we're limiting God. Now, the point is, your faith is endless. All things are possible. Are you still with me? How about this? Faith is evident. Okay, let's look at another one here. Hebrews 11, again, verse 2 now. Put that back up there. Hebrews 11 and 2. All right, let's go. Yeah, leave that one up there, Karen. That's great. The act of faith. Amen. I love this. Uh, the act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. Now, the, what's that mean? Okay, it was evident. Um, put the, uh, can you put the New King James up on that, of that verse 2, please? You might have to back up there in your notes a little bit. Uh, so 11.2, um, let's just say here, 11.2 says this, By faith we understand that, no, no, I got the wrong verse. Verse 2, for by it, in other words, by faith, the elders... In other words, our patriarchs of faith obtained a good testimony, it says there. Okay, that's what our, uh, the New King James says. 
So a good testimony just means one that provides evidence. So our elders, amen, with their faith, it says that they obtained a good testimony. In other words, they showed by evidence that they were walking by faith. And, of course, the rest of this chapter starts listing a bunch of our patriarchs of faith, amen, what they did with their faith because it was evident. Are you still with me? Now, this is, this, you know, you gotta got to get this because it's got to somehow or another, our faith, not only are we growing it up, not only is faith coming, not only are we growing it up, but we also got, it's got to be evident now. So it means we're going to have to do some things. If we're going to exercise it, what do we have to do? Right? It sounds valid. Because, I mean, we're really not doing pull-ups and push-ups and to get your faith up. But spiritually, spiritually, we got to do pull-ups and push-ups. Come on, somebody. Come on. How does that happen then? How do you exercise? How do you grow your faith? Well, one's got to be with your confession. You got to get your words right. You can't, you can't, go, can't go praying one thing and talk another. That's what hangs up a lot of people. So there are three things, okay, there are three things that I'm going to bring out just and then we'll clo- wrap it up here today. Three things. One is your confession, one is your corresponding action, and another one is your confident demeanor. Okay, there's three things. I know there's more, but those three things, that'll, that'll, that'll cover 90% of your things right there. You get your confession right, your corresponding action right, and get a confident demeanor, amen, about, amen, how you are, I guarantee you, 90% of the time, you can roll this thing along just great. Are you still with me? Okay, so a positive confession, right? A right confession, all right? Go to Hebrew, or probably Romans 4, and we'll put that text up there, Karen. So, in fact, I, I'm going to ask you all to turn to Romans real quick. We're wrapping her up here, but Romans 4. Are you still with me? Or did I lose you all? All right. These are just basics. Okay. Now, again, we're not exhausting any of it because this is stuff we'll go back and we'll dive in a little deeper as time goes on here, but at least it gives you the basics, okay? As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. This is the word he gave uh, uh, Abraham, okay, in the presence of him whom whom he believed. God, uh, even God, actually one translation says, even God who gives life to the dead. Come on. In other words, he speaks life into a dead situation. I mean, he still does that. I say he still does that. Come on. Amen. That's just how the principle works. He speaks life to the dead and calls those things which, what? Do not exist as though they did. This has never stopped. This has never changed. It's the principle. Amen. So how do you get this to work? Well, you're going to have to start saying the right thing. Don't say what you have. Say what you want. That's how it works. Okay? Don't call things that are as though they're not. You call the things that are not as though they are. Big difference. Because a lot of people go around and say, I am not sick, I am not sick, I am not sick, I am not sick. No, that's, that's not how it works. Come on. I am the healed, because by His stripes, I'm healed. He bore my sickness, carried my disease. What are you doing? Taking that word, amen, calling things that be not as though they are. Amen. Come on, somebody. He forgave my iniquities and healed all my diseases. What are you doing? Calling things that be not as though they are. Come on. So I take, amen, and with my mouth, I say the right things. Don't go around saying, oh, it's killing me. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. Come on, what if if everything you said 
What if he said, today, everything you say is going to come to pass? Half of you be dead by noon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Silent, right? Hopefully. <laughs> right? Come on. Come on now. Come on. You th- we think this is funny, but this is the truth. Okay, so uh, with that, um, well, let's, let's put verse 18 up. I'll read that one too. Who contrary to hope or expectation, in hope or expectation, believed so that he became, talking about Abraham, he became the father. He became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be. So he became what was spoken. Now we know that Abraham dove into that, dived into that thing, and accepted it because when he changed from Abram to Abraham, he went around telling everybody he's Abraham, which means a father of a great multitude. So he hooked up. Amen. His wife thought he was nuts. But when his wife got a hold of it and dived, jumped into this thing too, we have ourselves a promised child. Everybody say, a promised child. It was promised. It didn't come to pass till both parties were in faith. Still with me? Okay. So they did it. They got the result. It was a promise. Okay. So put uh, up there, Karen, let's put the um, uh, 1 Timothy 6. Thank you. Okay. So here we go. So talking about the confession first. Fight the good fight of faith. Okay, everybody say good fight. Of faith. So he's talking about here's how it works. Here's how it happens. Okay. You lay hold onto what's yours. Eternal life just means the quality of life that's called. He's not talking about someday in the sweet by and by. He's talking about what you're called to. Okay. Hold on to eternal life. I mean, eternal life started according to John 17. Jesus himself said, this is eternal life. It is to know the one true God and the one in whom he sent. So eternal life began the minute you accepted him. Not when you get to heaven. See, there's a life you're called to right now. Yes, a part of that life. One day, woo, hallelujah, making heaven your home. That's a part of it. Amen. But it doesn't start when you get there. It starts now. Well, I'm excited. I got myself pumped up. So here's the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to what's yours, that eternal life, to which you are also called. Amen. And have, here we go. How does it work? How do you use your faith? Not only do you reach out and grab what's yours, not only do you move forward and go after it, praise God, but you got to confess the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Everybody say good confession. Not bad confession. Not negative confession. The good confession. Okay, the word confess. Homoslogia, okay, which means same word. Literally means covenant acknowledgement. So in other words, you're acknowledging, amen, you're saying the same word. You're acknowledging your covenant. So what do you say? You say what he says. Literally means same word. So if you're going to talk something, say what he says. Why do I do that? Because it's about exercising your faith. And if you want to get to that place, you're going to have to be doing that. And you'll be amazed that when you keep hearing and you keep exercising and keep saying that same thing, pretty soon you just find yourself, <sighs> somebody comes up to you and instead of going there and say, how you doing? Oh, my feet are brown. No, pretty soon you're like, 
I'm whole and well. Hallelujah. Moving forward, taking ground. No thing. Whoa, you're one of those. That's right. One of them fake people. Confessing the words, talking the word, calling things that be not as though they are, not speaking doubt and unbelief. Come on, somebody. Not saying what the world says. Not saying what everybody else says. Not saying what my circumstance says. Not saying what my past said. I'm a man of God, moving forward, taking ground, and confessing the word. Praise God. All right, so that's how it is. So part of it is you got to get, right, get the right words. Well, you know, back there in Mark 11 when he said, you know, uh, have faith in God, then he goes on to say that you're going to have to say something to that mountain. That, that, all that mountain, the word mountain means is that which towers above. Okay? That which towers over or towers above. Okay? So that circumstance is towering over you. It's a mountain. What am I going to do? Well, let's give everybody a guided mountain tour. It's not how it works. You tell that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. But it says you got to say it. It says you got to say it. That's a big part of it. Okay. Back to Romans. Let's go back to Romans. Real quick. Romans 4 again. <clears throat> so so we, got, we read verse 17 and 18. Let's go to verse 19. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider, again, back talking about Abraham. Not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. Come on. And he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't count, and, and his old woman didn't count. I know it sounds disrespectful, but I'm just saying, because he says she was old. He says, you're old, I know it. And I'm old, and I know it. I'm older than you. You're old, I'm old. Now we're supposed to have a baby. We've never had a baby. You're old, I'm old. Doesn't count. I don't count, you don't count. Doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what I think. That's what it says. Okay? So, it didn't matter. The deadness of her, old, uh, her uh, older womb. Come on, somebody. He did not waver, come on, at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened, what? In faith, giving glory to God. Okay? So, part of what's, that, what's going on there? Well, he started giving glory. He started believing. He started talking. He started saying. He started giving God praise. Amen. Before it happened, he was strengthened in faith. Giving glory unto God. So, come on, what is that? Corresponding action. James 2, that's what it talks about, verses 14 through 26, I think it is. It talks about, amen, about if you don't give a corresponding action to what you say you believe, your faith is dead. So there's got to be something seen. There's got to be something heard, and there's got to be something seen. Well, Pastor, why do I do all this? Because you're exercising your faith. Because when you believe it, there ain't no stopping it. And if you say, I ain't seeing the results yet, then you don't believe it yet. Not like you should. So what do you do? You keep exercising it. You keep hearing it. You keep growing it. Come on, somebody. Keep doing it. Keep talking it. Amen. Keep giving praise. Amen. That's where a lot of times people don't get their answers. That's why we stop uh, pretty much every Sunday. All right, let's stop and give God thanks. Because there's power in thanks. Why is there power in thanks? Because you're starting to acknowledge something even if you're not seeing it on some cases. Come on. Even if I'm not seeing it, I went up there, I prayed, I believed God. Amen. Now I'm giving God thanks for it. 
I think everybody's prayer life ought to start with, Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what, you know, the things that you've done and things you're doing and the things you're about to do. I want to thank you, Lord, for those around. I want to start thanking you. What are you doing? Amen. You're exercising. Amen. Your faith's being, amen. Hallelujah. Well, anyway. How this works. Still with me? One last verse. Verse 21. Go ahead and put that one up, Pastor. 421. Here's another one. I'm being fully convinced. Remember, say convinced. Hallelujah. This word convinced means persuaded or settled, anchored. Amen. So he, he uh, what was the verse 4? He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. It was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And verse 21, being fully, everybody say fully, fully convinced that what he had promised, what he had promised, what he had said, what he had promised, come on, he was also able to perform. So it's more than just saying, I believe he promised me something. You have to believe he's able to perform it. Get it to pass. Huh. Right? So not only is it a, uh, through confession, not only through a corresponding action, but you also got to somewhere along the line, you got to get to this place where you're fully convinced. Amen. And it's really about a demeanor. It's about, amen, about being persuaded. Paul, even in chapter 8, says, I'm persuaded that neither light nor death nor angels nor principality nor power nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing can separate me from the love of I'm persuaded. Somebody said, whoa, you're a radical. Darn tootin'. <laughs> right? Well, when you believe it, it's amazing what you, you people go, you must really believe this. Well, I go to the first church of the frozen, and they don't believe that. They probably don't. They may not. I didn't say a name. I didn't. Come on, you know what I'm saying. Some people, if you say, mention something about you're believing God for something, they go, oh, God, you're one of those. Well, I mean, I'd rather be guilty of speaking words of faith than words of doubt and unbelief any day. Anybody else with me on this? So we got to have this, be fully convinced. Amen. A, literally a confident, amen, I love this, a confident demeanor. Amen. Now here, somebody, uh, I don't know, I read something the other day and uh, said this, that a lack of confidence is not the result of difficulty, but it's just the opposite. Difficulty, come on, is the result of a lack of confidence. Did you hear that? Because that's the truth. Because you look at something, you go, oh, that's that's just huge. That's not because it's huge. It's because right now you're lacking Amen. A confidence inside. Come on, somebody. Because somebody has confidence, they go, Woo! Let's jump that dude. Let's, let's conquer it. Woo! Let's take ground. Amen. But somebody had look. See, it's not because that thing's so big, it's because right now this is too little. Still with me? And again, there's no condemnation, there's no guilt. Sometimes you got to police yourself and you go, you know what? I'm really not believing like I should. I need to, need to keep hearing it. 
keep growing it up, keep talking it, amen, keep my, my, uh, you know, my demeanor, my, uh, keep my confidence where it needs me to talk this thing and believe this thing and act this thing like, man, I believe it, praise God, amen, and it's just, it's just what it's about, you know, one guy said, you got to fake it till you make it, and I don't know if I totally agree with that, but you know, there's a part where sometimes you got to, you got to, you know, regardless of how it looks or how you feel, sometimes you got to say, no, I am believing, I'm a believer, not a doubter. And everything inside is going, no, I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a believer, not a doubter. <sighs> right? <laughs> so I'm going to ask the question one more time. Amen. When the Son of Man returns, is he going to really find faith on the earth? Yes, I say yes. If anything, you can say, man, I'm going to Central Oregon. That's where all them believers are. Yeah, I know there's a lot more of them, but I'm just saying, praise the Lord. Amen. He knows at least if he stops here, amen, he can find faith. Praise the Lord. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Appreciate you letting me get through that part tonight. Praise God. Uh, like I said, over the maybe the next several weeks, we'll kind of dive in different areas of it and, uh, you know, and kind of go a little deeper with some things. And, and uh, the idea is, uh, you know, get us, you know, growing and developing and, and uh, get some results. Amen. I mean, you know, they're really just, um, man, there's really nothing like receiving an answer to something because you prayed and believed. It's like, man, it's just, it's, it's just, it's exciting. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just get another notch on the belt, you know. Every time the devil pulls up, you just kind of pull back the coat and say, did you see that? See them notches? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just keep it up because I'm going to get another one. Time to win. Time to conquer. Time to gain ground. Come on, somebody. Anybody else with me? Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and glory once again. Thank you so much for this. Thank you, Lord God, for a people of faith. Praise God. People that believe and they're confident and trust in God. Amen. A people that rely and depend on you, Lord, in every area. And Father, we give you the praise. Father, forgive us for the times we maybe have, you know, kind of given into some of that unbelief stuff or that doubt stuff. And we know you're faithful and just to forgive, and we receive that. We thank you for that. But Lord God, our heart is to, is to grow and develop. Praise God, and be the people of God that we're called to be. Amen. Hallelujah. And to live like the just should live. Amen. To live by faith. Praise God. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.